Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Welcome back. In this episode, we're talking about the command of Christ, be reconciled. That command can be found in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. And in this episode, we specifically want to talk about how does this command relate to us? And I think one of the first practical aspects of that is understanding that this is not just, reconciliation isn't something that we just do as in something that we check off on a list. It's more of an attitude that we walk in. Gabe, do you want to start into that and maybe expound a little bit more on that? So the verse I'm thinking of here highlights the fact that God, we talked in the last episode about how the foundation for us reconciling with each other is first realizing that God has reconciled himself through Christ. That's right. And once we are reconciled to God through Christ, there's a deep desire in our heart to see other people be reconciled Mm -hmm. to God through Christ, to come Mm -hmm. to a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's part of our, our identity as ambassadors of Christ, it, to share t- with other people that God has made a way for us to be reconciled with right. through Jesus. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians um, 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As those God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. So this is like part of identities. We're ambassadors of God, and we're ambassadors of reconciliation to share with people the life-changing truth that God has made a way for us to be reconciled to himself through Christ. But I think this even heightens the importance of us being reconciled to our brother, because if we're trying to share with others about the reconciliation found in Jesus, but Mm -hmm. then we have unresolved offenses between us and a brother, our message is going to be hindered. Yes. And we, you know, somebody said, you're talk talks and your walk talks but your walk talks louder than your talk talks in other words yes people listen to my words but they also need to see it lived out in my life that's and right when people see the way that you would deal with offenses mm-hmm. it's a huge testimony of the life of christ within us mm-hmm. and i think just like as you're saying as reconciliation being a part of our identity i think it's should be a part of our our identity because it was part of Christ's identity in many ways, coming specifically for the purpose of reconciling us to God. And 2 Corinthians 5, starting verse 17, has a very powerful passage um, where Paul shares about being ambassadors of this reconciliation. I just want to read that because not only is reconciliation a part of our identity as in who we are, but it's also part of our calling of how we should walk. And so 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 17, Paul says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I love that. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself 
by Jesus Christ and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And I just think that's just such a beautiful passage, Gabe, that this is a calling that God has given us because it is the message that Christ came to earth with and as well as the purpose that Christ came to earth with. That's so good. God reconciled us through Christ to himself. And so he made the way for us to be reconciled to him. And then this command highlights then the importance of being reconciled with our brother. And I think one important thing to see here is that, you know, oftentimes when offense happens, when an offense is caused, um, say I say or do something that offends a brother and there becomes a a discord between us because um, of the offensive thing I said or I did. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Sometimes our tendency is to just want to say, okay, we go to God, ask forgiveness, and just move on. Yes, yes. But, that's the most comfortable way to do it. Yes, that's what's the most comfortable. <laughs> or quote, unquote, I should say, comfortable way to do it. <laughs> right, to just move on and just kind of say, Convenient. oh, it's, it's water under the bridge or sweep it under the rug and just go on. But the Lord says, no, what I think is so weighty and significant here is that it says the person, when you bring your gift before the altar, mm-hmm. you know, you're bringing a gift, it's like you're coming to worship. Right. And so you're exactly. like, you're coming to worship God. And oftentimes, I think, Nate, that's the place where God touches on um, things in our heart that need to be dealt with, where he's coming to worship and he comes before the Lord and the Lord says, you have an unresolved offense to your brother. And he says, leave there your gift before mm-hmm. the altar and go your way, first be reconciled to your brother. And like how significant this mm-hmm. is, that like God's call is like they're coming to worship, but he said if you basically, if you have unreconciled offenses to your brother, you'll be hindered in your worship of me. Mm-hmm. And just how, you know, it says to be reconciled, if you remember your brother hath ought against thee, and just how, you know, so many families have been split apart by unreconciled offenses, mm-hmm. so many churches have split over unreconciled offenses between That's different right. members. Yes. And oftentimes, if I hurt or offend someone because of something I said or did and there's this offense between us, I think, oh, I can just go on. But the reality is if we understand the body of Christ, that we are created to be one, that part of God's purpose is that all of us as believers would be one. Jesus even prayed that we would all be one in him. That we would see if we understand that, that part of the reason that part of the eternal purpose of God is to make us as believers one in him as the head then we are not going to take a matter of an offense towards a brother as a small matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, it's, it gives weight and significance to mm-hmm. it. You know, it says in Romans chapter 12, um, verses 3 through 5, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but oftentimes offenses come when we think of ourselves more highly right, than we ought, and we right. walk in pride, and we end up offending our brother or our sister. It says... Um, 
not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly, according as God to dealt with to every man the measure of faith. For as we have, and here it is, as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Hmm. So if we realize that we're part of the body of Christ, he's our head, but we're also members one of another. And um, another place in Scripture, um, Paul highlights the fact, the Holy Spirit through Paul, that as part of the body, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't have need of you. Mm-hmm. And when we offend someone and don't seek to make it right and we leave that offense in place, it's like we're saying, I don't need that member of the body. I can just go on without them. Mm-hmm. And there's a schism. And mm-hmm. our relationship with the Lord is hindered and um, our unity in the body of Christ is hindered. And so it, this is the importance of going back and saying, no, I, mm-hmm. part of the reason I think the scripture says to be reconciled to our brother is because we need our brother. We need our sister. We are members of the body of Christ. And to me, the recognition that we're members of the body just puts a greater weight on this command to be reconciled and not allow that schism to remain. I think it does, Gabe. And I think one of the things, and I think you real briefly touched on it, is one of the things that causes offenses so quickly is our pride. Um, Basically, and really, and I was just thinking of this as you were talking, that really what is pride? It's not just self-preservation, but it's also basically saying, I don't need help. I can do it without you. I've got this together. It's self-sufficiency or a false idea of being self-sufficient when God didn't create us to be an island to ourselves, You know, I think of my relationship with my wife and my kids, that those relationships with my wife, the, the relationship that I have with my wife and the relationship that I have with my kids is probably one of the single most important relationships God, I, I, I will ever have in my life. And I think of how, as I go throughout the day, there are times, um, and it's humbling to share it, that even multiple times throughout the day, well, I'll, I'll have to just stop and say, honey, would you please forgive me for that attitude? I was wrong. I did not. And do you know what it mostly boils down to? I wasn't considering her. I wasn't considering the way she thought about a matter. And really, it was it was coming out of a spirit of pride. And and but but when I do humble myself and I do ask forgiveness and then I do listen to hear her heart and what she meant by what she said, I'm like, oh, I actually needed that. Like I needed that. Like it it, it was so beautiful because it's like, oh, that's right. I did not see the whole picture and just realizing I needed her side of the coin, if you will, like defined and and I needed to listen to her heart. That actually helped me in the long run. And just realizing how our just just the need of 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 being reconciled with those around us to be as a to be to be able to carry out God's will in the way that He wants us is just so crucial. It really is, and I think what you're bringing out is so good, and I appreciate just like that really practical example that you shared with that we can all relate to, of where it's like the, when I when I seek reconciliation, when I've caused an offense, whether it's to my wife, or to a brother or sister in Christ, mm-hmm. or to those that are close to me, or anybody, somebody at work, when I've caused an offense and I pursue to make that right, you know, part of the purpose is that 
and oftentimes we don't think about it this way, but because sometimes, and we mentioned this a little bit before, is sometimes we can think like, okay, well, if I, you know, if I have an offense, I'll just go and I'll ask God, if I offended someone, I'll ask God's forgiveness and I can just go on. But the Lord says, no, you need to be reconciled with your brother. You need to go and seek and pursue to make this right. Because mm-hmm. what I've seen is our relationship with each other is impacted by our relationship with God, but also our relationship with God is impacted by our relationship with each other. And it's it's it says in First uh, John four twenty and twenty one, it says, "If a man say I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he wow. loveth not his brother whom he for he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God." love his brother also. Mm. So we see this vertical relationship and this horizontal relationship is connected. Wow. That it's saying we need to love God with all our heart, but then we also need to love our neighbor as ourself. And even how it says, if you bring your gift to the altar in worship, but you remember your brother is not against thee, mm-hmm. like leave your gift before the altar. You know, it reminds me of what um, Samuel said to Saul. He said, I will have obedience even more than sacrifice. Right. So right. if I'm coming to worship the Lord and yet I know I have unresolved offenses, then my worship Worship and is 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 um is almost a mockery to God because I'm bringing right. it with things that He's already told me to deal with and I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and so, right. and that's a strong word, but I really right. think that's part of what it's getting at mm-hmm. here. Is if there's unresolved offenses, it's like set that aside, go resolve that offense, express that love for your brother, then come and offer that worship mm-hmm. to God. And what a beautiful picture when those offenses are resolved. You know, I think one of the reasons why. It's, it's so easy to have offenses or to, to, that offenses are, are caused and formed, especially in close personal relationships such as a husband to a wife or, you know, parents to children or in those super close or in a, ch- in a church or the body of Christ is because Satan hates unity. I truly believe with all my heart, Satan hates unity because when something is unified, meaning it's working the way that God created it to work, guess what it does? It expresses one thing. It expresses God and it testifies of him. And so I think this is just super important and we're going to dive into this deeper as we go into our next episode talking about how practically do we apply the command to be reconciled? Because it can kind of get sticky when, I don't know about you, Gabe, but it can kind of get sticky sometimes and kind of foggy knowing how to deal with with a f- past offenses and, and kind of, you know, how to approach those topic or this topic. But God does give us direction through his word. He does lead us through his Holy Spirit, and we want to dig into that deeper in our next episode. So for our listeners, our encouragement to you is just to chew on this command, be reconciled, and let the Lord begin just to encourage you and to see our relationships with those around us, especially the ones that God has put the most immediately in our lives, are important and that we do want those relationships to be reflecting the pure love of God and not in hypocrisy or pride or arrogance. And so just as an encouragement to you, and if you've been encouraged through this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And we look forward to you joining us on our next episode. 
Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.